Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host Azra, always excited to share with you another interesting and intriguing aspect of the Japanese culture. We're towards the end of our popular culture theme, where we look at various aspects of J-pop culture. Our past episodes in the season looked at music, fashion, video games, anime, all that fun stuff. Today, we're looking at one of the last few topics that's very significant in Japanese popular culture, film and TV. If you've tuned into Season 2, Episode 1, we covered the basics of Japanese cinematography, and in there, we dropped a few big, blockbuster names that may or may not have major influences in the makings of today's pop culture scene. We're going to look more into that today. Since we've covered arguably the biggest type of cinematography in Japan in Episode 3 of this season, anime, we're zooming into the various types of film and TV that played their part in impacting J-pop culture. If you're a TV and film lover like me, you're going to love this one. Film is a big aspect of Japanese culture. In Japanese, domestic cinema is actually called Hoga and has more than a century's worth of history. I mean, the land of the rising sun has one of the oldest and largest film industry in the world. It'd be surprising if it didn't influence modern pop culture. And not only did it influence Japan's pop culture, but also the global popular culture, which we will get into in our finale episode next week. For now, we'll take a look at three, among others, Japanese film genres that has significant impact in Japanese popular culture. Kaiju, Samurai, and Horror. Now, Kaiju is a subgenre of Tokusatsu, which refers to special effects films. Kaiju is all about monsters, gigantic ones. What do you think of when combining Japanese eiga, or movie, with big monsters? Yep, Godzilla. Ever since its release in 1954, the kaiju genre popularity skyrocketed through the roof. Another big kaiju film that boosted the popularity of this genre is Ultraman. While it's associated more closely with tokusatsu, this superhero series features quite a number of daikaiju, big monsters, and is extremely popular with the kids. After that came the rush of other kaiju movies, including the 1965 Gamera and, I mean, King Kong, hello. Another genre that is undoubtedly one that lasted centuries is the samurai one, also known as chanbara. Chanbara genre is also actually a subgenre of a bigger genre, and that's jidageki to refer to period dramas often set during the Edo period. But Chanbara focuses on the sword-fighting aspect between samurai, packed with action and a sprinkle of drama and underlying interpretation to storylines. A name you often hear when talking about Jidaigeki is Akira Kurosawa, one of the most influential filmmakers in the history of cinematography. So noteworthy that Star Wars creator George Lucas was inspired by Kurosawa's period works. If you look closely, some of the elements in Star Wars were heavily influenced by Chanbara filmmaking. Among Kurosawa's famous works include Seven Samurai, which is like a fan favourite. A group of villagers team up with a group of ronin, samurai without a master, to go up against a group of bandits who are after their harvest. That's a pretty good example of the Chanbara genre. But of course, we can't conclude a section on the best of Japanese films without mentioning horror. I'm pretty sure Japanese horror took the horror genre to a whole new level. J-horror is undoubtedly one of the scariest types of horror movies out there. Experts have noted them to be unique yet conventional that has a different take compared to Western horror. Big J-horror franchises include The Ring and Ju-On, which just by the mention of them brings chills down my spine. J-horror can be traced back to the Edo period and Meiji period. 
Ghost stories, known as kaidan in Japanese, were all the rage. Our last year's special Halloween episode, season 1, episode 12, is actually a story. Is actually a storytelling episode of three of the best Japanese ghost stories. Japanese kaidans often include themes of folk religion like possession, exorcism, yokai to mean demons, and yure ghosts. I mean, I don't have to dwell on that anymore. We all know how scary those are for horror movies. And J-horror emphasizes on psychological and supernatural horror. How lovely. So there you have it. Three of the major Japanese film genres that have impacted the current day popular culture, domestically and globally. Now, let's have a quick vocab recap. Hoga, domestic cinema. Kaiju, films that feature giant monsters. Tokusatsu, films with special effects. Chanbara, sword-fighting films. Jidaigeki, period films, usually set in the Edo period. Ronin, a samurai without a lord. Kaidan, Japanese horror stories. Yokai, demons. Yuri, ghosts. By the way, if you haven't checked out our official website yet, why not give it a browse? At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy, and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a little bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you waste. With a community of over 50,000 Japanese students, you're not alone on your learning journey. Make new friends and improve together with our point system, collecting points as you go along. Ask away any questions you have on our group discussion pages. There's sure to be others as well as our Japanese instructors that are quick to answer. You can also take Nihongo Master with you on the go and learn Japanese as you trot the globe. Practical, right? Aside from film, Japanese terebi TV has also impacted the modern-day popular culture quite significantly, I'd say. I mean, let's face it, we live in the generation of on-demand anything. That's why we have Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, all that fun stuff. In Japan, television was introduced as early as in the 1920s. And in the 1980s, demand for what was shown on television changed. I mean, not only in Japan, but worldwide. The usual family-oriented, historical and mystery drama declined rapidly. I'd say it came back in full circle though, because now they are very much on high demand. Anyway, during the decline, how the Japanese television industry countered it was by introducing celebrities known as tarento, or talents, in any type of television program. We'll look at two types of TV that has maintained a high level of popularity to this day, dramas and variety TV. Oh, drama. Who doesn't love it, right? As long as it's not our drama, we love it. And so do the Japanese. Japanese terebi dorama, television drama, or just dorama for short, is a staple in Nihon's TV programs. You're going to mix of various types of genres as well. Romance, comedy, mystery, thriller, and your good old jidaigeki. Do you still remember what that is? Generally, Japanese drama series go on for three months and based on the seasons. Winter, which is January to March. Spring, which is April to June. Summer, which is July to September. And Autumn, which is October to December. Isn't that easy? Tanpatsu, or single episode dramas, are a thing here and are usually two hours long. Sometimes you get a two-episode drama for special occasions. Now, let me think. What are some of the most famous J-dramas? 
I'm pretty sure I wrote an article or two about it. You regular blog readers probably have read it too. I mean, we can't deny that Hanayori Dango is definitely one of the top three, right? But hey, there's also reality TV that's extremely popular here. In fact, they're the ones that are always on the big channels like NHK. Japanese variety, to mean variety show, can make up of all sorts of random things. From comedy skits, quizzes, stunts, musical performances and contests. There aren't any sort of rules for them, I don't think. As long as you're pretty weird and fast-paced, you're good to go. You know how I mentioned that Tarento are often in TV? These celebrities, like comedians, idoru to mean idols, and artists are often featured on variety TV. Most of the time, they come on to promote their latest works or just to get exposure. But this exposure works both ways. People tune into the channel for them, and these Tarento string in more people into their group of fans. Win-win. One thing I noticed about Japanese variety is that they're always so colourful. You won't see a screen without graphics and cute fonted captions. I told you, kawaii culture is a big thing in modern Japanese popular culture. Oh, and these Tarento, like comedians and idols, are also cast in dramas too. It's a bit different to the Western entertainment industry. Most of the time, musicians stay musicians unless they want to venture out. But in Japan, if you're in one media, you might as well be in all of them. Now, let's have a quick vocab recap. Terebi, television. Tarento, talent to refer to celebrities. Terebi dorama, television drama. Tanpatsu, a single episode drama. Variety, variety TV show. Aidoru, idols. I think our biggest takeaway here is that celebrities are also pretty prominent in the TV and film culture in Japan, don't you think? But hey, now you got a bit of insight into the TV and film industry of the modern-day pop culture in Japan. We've also talked a bit about idol culture in Season 3, Episode 12, as well as Season 8, Episode 18. Tune in to those for more. What other things do you think is different between Western and Japanese TV and film? Tell us your thoughts by commenting on social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, head over to Nihongo Master blog if you're interested in reading up on topics like these some more. And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more. While you're at it, why not get yourself a subscription? Get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. And thank you so much for listening in. Join me in the next one, where I'll be walking you down another avenue of Japan's rich culture. Mata ne!